Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions, and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. Hi, this is Professor Chapman. Recently we've been doing some Facebook Live sessions where I've been answering questions from the listeners and participants. What you're about to hear now is some audio of those segments and I hope they'll be useful for you. I have is from Mick, M-I-C-H. I have chosen a sperm donor who is a carrier for a genetic disorder. I'm currently being tested to check myself and exclude a match, but is there still a risk that the child will be a carrier? There's obviously a risk of the child being a carrier, but the donor is capable of producing sperm and has been vetted by the donor team as being a normal person. Obviously, that gene is not affecting that person. Most of these things that are picked up are incredibly rare diseases. And to actually come across another person with the same abnormality it is a very random chance, a very, very long shot. But, you know, obviously for safety reasons, we are testing you or whoever you're with, but you're being tested appropriately. But and, and if you carry on with that donor, I would certainly be comfortable doing that because you know, they weren't affected. So the child won't be affected by that particular gene. These are what are called autosomal recessive genes. So you need to have both genes to get a problem. A single gene mutation in these particular conditions does not cause a problem. Prof, we have a question from... Lynn, she says, hi, Prof, I had four failed IVF cycles, I'm assuming, now. I'm 45. Would it still be possible for me to get pregnant? Twice I had a full assessment from two different specialists and did whatever procedure they advised, like looking into my uterus, et cetera, et cetera, lap- laparoscopy procedure done too. Now I still have one embryo left. Still, would it still be advisable for me to try at my age of 45? Um, well, I hope that the doctors that have been looking after you have been realistic about your chances. The problem at 45 is that 95% or more of your embryos that you create, even though they look beautiful embryos, will be genetically abnormal. If you've had four embryos put back, the odds of one of them having been a normal genetic embryo is actually really small. Should you go on? Well, you can search for the needle in the haystack. That's that's my standard line. You know, there is a needle there, and but the haystack is very big. The data we have from Australian national data shows that of we looked at a group at 45 plus, and they of 802 cycles, I think it was, there were two babies out of 800 cycles. So you can see that's the odds. It's not zero. Miracles do happen, but there is a line in the sand um, that you probably need to draw pretty soon. I assume in those four cycles, you've got to the stage of an embryo, and that's always a good thing because 50 to 60% of women at 45 going through an IVF cycle won't even get an embryo to transfer. The odds are appalling. Four cycles, I start to say, well, you know, you, you've done everything possible. The role of the dice is not going your way. And it's not a six-sided dice. It's a 25-sided dice. 
<laughs> and you're trying to get the 25, the one in 25. And then even if you get a good embryo, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to stick. Yes, I've had pregnancies in 45-year-olds. You can count them on the fingers of one hand using their own eggs. Obviously, the alternative is to go down the egg donation route. Prof, I have a question from Zoe. I've been trying to fall pregnant for five months, but nothing. Is this normal? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so depending on how old Zoe is, depends a little bit on um, uh, on your odds of being pregnant. Because uh, as I think I alluded to already today, tonight, age is the major factor in your chances of conceiving. If you are under 35, it's fairly flat, the um, fairly consistent. In any one menstrual cycle, your odds of a pregnancy at best are one in six, 15%. I've used the analogy of a dice already tonight. And one in six is the dice. You're trying to roll a dice and what you want is the six. We've all rolled the dice playing Monopoly or whatever game you play with dice, snakes and ladders. How many times do you come up with a six on your first roll, your second roll, your third roll, one in six? Getting to five months, five months of trying and not being pregnant uh, is actually quite normal. Less than 40% of women at under the age of 35, uh, trying to get pregnant for five months would now be pregnant. However, the dice continues to roll. So by 12 months, if you're under 35 and everything else is normal in terms of sperm, open fallopian tubes and making an egg each month, if they're all normal, 90% of women will be pregnant in a 12-month time frame. Be patient, keep trying, make sure you're having intercourse at the right time of the cycle at around the time of ovulation. If you have a regular 28-day cycle, we'll have intercourse on days 12 and 14, and you will cover it. If you're nervous, send your partner for a sperm test. That's always reassuring. The other test is a blood test in the second half of your cycle to prove that you're ovulating. Again, uh, it's reassuring. And then if you do get to 12 months and you haven't conceived, then, you know, come and see me. The That's for under 35. Once you get to 40, that chance per month drops to something like eight or ten percent per month so cumulatively be by four months or five months you're down around 25 to 30 percent chance of a pregnancy and generally in, in 40 year olds if you're not pregnant by six months i certainly say come and get tested because uh, you don't have the time to, to, to hope that nature will do it for you, if, particularly if there is a problem. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website, www.theivfjourney.com, and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.